When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crisis alert. Do it each week. Let's get through the worst. Gas is starting to leak. Wiggler and Jazz carrying on. Meet up to pass. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's community building here on Post Show Recaps, talking about Season 4, Episode 3, and Episode 4 of Community, because we are taking Season 4 of Community down to episodes at a time so to talk everything through this week of course jess sterling is here uh jess how's it going feeling okay still alive (laughs) i'm persevering i am we shall persevere um it is only the uh second episode of our season four coverage it's not going to be a massively long haul here but it is going to be seven weeks so i hope that you're okay two weeks into the seven week expedition i think this was just an especially rough week because like at least with some of these like listen season four is bumpy um but there are some should get looked at that seems like a medical issue with bumpy comes some highs and some lows uh-huh. And, like, the problem is both these episodes, in my opinion, are, like, deep lows. So, like, there will <laughs> Wait, be better. What? what? <laughs> I don't know what you said, but it sounds bad. 
but there will be like uh chunks where the one episode is like bringing up the other episode but in this case it's like oh my god they're both so not so great yeah you're saying that in this case the the chunks are like the like it's like more of like a vomitation uh, oh my god i knew okay i said bumpy and then you brought it to vomit you never heard that phrase before i've definitely heard that but like i'm not in like second grade anymore so Not i generally anymore. don't say uh, you chunks. were once upon a time don't play cool with me uh <laughs> all right i'm really excited to bring in our guest this week who hopefully will be able to make us happier about talking about Two episodes of Community that Jess certainly is not very excited to talk about. Me, I'm having a good time. So I'm good. I'm ready. I'm happy to talk about this. But of course, if you listen to the Willow podcast here on Post Show Recap, she is the co-host of that coverage with Willow returning to Disney+. Plus. A brand new TV show is on its way November 30th. She is co-anchoring the podcast coverage alongside the great DM Philly. She also collaborates with the great DM Philly every week on Dragonfly, which is Dungeons & Dragons in space which you can watch at twitch.tv slash dm philly your friend and mine the great taylor taylor welcome to the podcast hello i'm looking for the history of ice cream class this isn't it oh dang it <laughs> ice cream's not super conducive to podcasting i feel like for a few reasons <laughs> no there's a few Slurping reasons noises is mm-hmm. number one do you I need slurp a lack ice cream or i sense a, a, an evil around the corner <laughs> some people definitely slurp ice cream that was Coming ice cream? the ice cream slurpers. Like, I'm thinking of like the like soft serve where you have to lick it constantly. <laughs> like that noise would not be okay on a podcast. No, definitely not. <laughs> but I'm also still confused about where slurping comes into this. <laughs> like, what if you get the drippies like going down the side? I and understand. Then, mm-hmm. I feel like that's still like a, a licking situation, or even like at mm-hmm. a certain point, like a mopping of a napkin around your hand. Perhaps. Yeah. Ugh, all this is making me grossed out. Now I do want to talk about ice cream, uh, but of course, <laughs> here we are already off the rails on community building. Uh, so, uh, Taylor, uh, get us back on. How are you doing? Are you excited to talk about two mediocre to bad episodes of Community? I'm so excited. It's been a minute since I've been in Community Headspace, so it's really delightful to come back in for season four. Yeah, you really <laughs> sold that. <laughs> you really sold that four. quite four. well. How did did you draw the short straw? How did this happen? The short cone? How did you get? How did you get roped into these two? I honestly, I don't know. I just I landed <laughs> here, and I am honestly, I'm cool with it. <laughs> what happened was, is I was like, "Hey Taylor, do you want to come on Community Building?" And she was like, "Yes,", yes. and I was like great you're coming on next week (laughs) yeah like that it was very much a taylor was willing and available and i was like we need a guest you should come on and you also didn't really have a preference either because you have some guests who are like i really love these specific episodes i want to come on for them taylor was like hey put me on wherever and you know what i took that ball and i rolled it yeah (laughs) i'll take it well, we're, we appreciate it because we need a friend to process what's going on here as community is continuing to community season four is going to community season four, I guess. And my hot take last week was this isn't so bad. What are you all talking about? This is an insanely bad and I will say I'm not like in the place of like, oh, my God, I don't want to be on this podcast anymore. Why did we choose to do this? 
book quality dip is clear uh very yeah. very clear there's a few moments there's you know some some sparks of like this is this is either this is fine or like there were some moments where i legitimately laughed pretty hard uh but by and large these were not the best episodes community has ever offered up i said last week jess that i was going to stay true to the idea that i'll just write my scores down in the moment and yeah. I won't let them be impacted by what we're doing on the podcast. I already feel like my scores that I wrote down on my phone were like higher than they should be. So they will certainly be higher, I think, than both of your scores. Um, it won't be hard to be higher than both of my scores. But I'm also still trying to like, where's the where's the bottom? You know, like I'm still trying to save yeah. some room for myself. That's fair. You know, in terms of like how bad does this get? No, yeah. You don't know how bad this truly gets. What I will say is that like in rewatching these two episodes, like we've talked, I've talked about puppets at nauseum about like, I hate puppets. I think it's trash, garbage, terrible. Um, but like the problem with like these two episodes is like, they're like so boringly bad. <laughs> like puppets oh, yeah. is like, they went there and it's trash. Um, they tried something and it was trash. And this is like, did they even try anything like it's it's right. very they're so meh that they're just not they're actively unfun um and so for me the trouble is like um especially i know a lot of people in reading a lot of feedback for these two episodes most people had said like this this episode episode three is when they started to feel the vibe of like oh my god this is not my show anymore mm. and i think that's why it gets a lot of flack from a lot of people is because like the bad memories associated with like your heart sinking at your favorite show no longer being top tier anymore interesting because taylor what i'll say is like i i think i liked the third one more than the fourth one the fourth one was like the real nothing burger because i think the fourth one i'm never gonna remember i will there's <laughs> no chance that even a week from now you'll ask me what happened in last week's two episodes i don't know that i'll be able to tell you what happened in the fourth one but I'll remember the third one. Uh, I think there was like some things in here that were all right. I don't know. Am I? Am I? Am I? Should I just leave? <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't leave. Should I, just go? I think. I think I'm just. I'm a little flip flopped. I will remember both of these episodes vividly because that's just <laughs> how my brain works. Yeah. But uh, definitely four for me was bet way better than three. Okay. Uh, three was yeah, just kind of full of tropes that i did not enjoy uh but it did take place at like the uh convention which feels even though i've never been to a convention it feels yeah. more of my sort of home territory so there was that going forward, i think I that was it for me it was like i've been to a bunch of conventions before and mm -hmm. i kind of didn't mind being back in that uh arena for a bit but it is like a very tropey version of the convention episode so it's just like I can't help but wonder what an Inspector Space Time episode looks like if it's not in season four. Like, I just think they had they missed every opportunity in this episode to do something super zany and fun and genre based. Right. Yeah. Like they it just they missed the mark. And for me, almost every single storyline misses the mark. And that's why I really dislike it versus episode four, which I think feels more true to community we're, we're also at the community college we're at greendale it feels a little bit more yeah. like what green what like what community should feel like we have our side characters which we know and love um and so i think it just feels a little bit more like community than episode three does where episode three it's like 
there's like hardly anything I actively like in episode three. And I just think it's like not. There's one major thing where I was so happy uh, that happens in episode Mm. three that I've uh, I've like danced around a little bit with the two of you before we started recording the podcast that neither of you seem to know. So I'm very excited to get there. Uh, It made me very happy, but it's like for more meta reasons. But I guess for the meta reasons, like that's community. That's fair game. Uh, So uh, when that happens, I'll 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 point I'll DiCaprio point at that. Um, but I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about these episodes, of course. Uh, we oh, we've got live feedback here on the podcast. If you're a patron of Post Show Recaps, you get to watch community building live as we record. This is live feedback from Cabinets of Curiosity co host Todd, the librarian, says, If it weren't for puppets, episode three would probably be my least favorite episode. Uh, is this Taylor? Is this popular consensus that the, that the Inspector Space Time episode is like the worst episode of the show? Yeah, I wow, been... I was higher on it then. <laughs> I don't know. It was fine. And I, I, I look forward to you both though. telling me why it's really bad, and then I'll agree. Uh, no, I think I don't know, Taylor, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what it well, that's what feels so bad about it. Where like they didn't even try it just feels so meh and bleh and like boring. And like I just didn't I don't remember laughing at like almost anything in this episode. It just no. doesn't even try to do anything fun. No, they just reach for what feels like kind of these obvious, again, like these tropes, stereotypes, yeah. like, and I didn't enjoy it. These characters are still full of life, and we didn't need the, like, basic uh, sort of, like, reach just a little for these storylines. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Josh, like you're totally Corey, within your right. To... Uh, the great Corey B uh, is with us in the chat. Says <laughs> Josh, we appreciate your candid feedback. Um, Josh, you were you were watching it. I think no. the thing to remember for anyone who's listening and like disagrees, I've never with seen your... this before ever. Yes, you were you were watching these episodes for the first time, not knowing what is down the road from this, and not knowing, like you said, where the bottom is. You're you don't know. Sounds how like this bad is it. It's, it sounds like this is the bottom. It's one of it's one of one yeah. of the bottom moments. There are again, like there are moments in season four. There are like two episodes in season four, maybe three, that I'm like, these are actually okay. These are yeah. decent. These feel like community. Um, but yeah, these now, two episodes one. in a row are just just rough. Not this one. All right. Well, we're going to get into it. We're going to recap the two episodes. And we have all of like the meow meows and the things. We're going to get into every last little bit of it here as we're going to talk about two episodes that exist in the community pantheon. The first is Conventions of Space and Time. Uh, originally aired February 21st, 2013. Directed by My- uh, Michael Patrick Jan Yan. I don't know. Uh, written by Maggie Bander. And uh, we'll just like uh, breeze through what happens in the episode. Will we, will we breeze? Well, we'll see. <laughs> it might be a harsh breeze. Like, no, it's really it, like it, a wind tunnel, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Could um, be. Could so be. we start off the episode, like Taylor is saying, um, the Troy and Britta are watching Inspector Space Time in bed. And Britta has to sneak out of the window. This is the first time we're seeing like Troy's bedroom also. Um, and Wait, didn't sneaking... he wake up in his bedroom in the Spider-Man costume once? Uh, well, that was at Pierce's house. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, got it. Um, got it. So they're watching Inspector Space Time in bed. She has to sneak out the window because Troy's like, "It's gonna upset Abed if he knew we were having sex." Right. So you have to. He and already so knew we... though. Yeah. Well, yeah. We follow her with this like camera shot of her like almost so, naked. So, so I laughed really hard at the first beat of this because I believe she like 
like she like glides down a rope. Yeah, she swings on a rope over. To- yeah, and I it's thought that so was hilarious. Obviously not, um, not um, Gillian, Gillian Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah, it's not her at all. But no. that's really funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> the role got me. Like the role with the pulling the pants up. Yeah, that was kind that of was fun. a good move. But the yeah. thing that makes no sense. Okay, again, the teeny tiny details. I feel like a Corey B right now of like, why is Annie giving her a hair curler? Where is she plugging it in? Where is she plugging in the hair curler? Where is the outlet on your way to the in through oh, the hallway to the apartment? The, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe it was already hot. I mean, Annie is so prepared <laughs> that maybe the hair curler was already charged up and ready to go. It's just, it's just not how hair curlers. If work. the hair, if the hair curler can retain its heat for you know a minute of curling, I don't know. It's Clearly. Stupid. I don't know anything about curling. Why are her shoes in the hallway, Josh? Why are her shoes on the lights? On the lights in the hallway. Who did she like the Great day before? Planning, yeah. I don't know. I can't. I was so upset by this. So, and not only that, but then she takes a broom, hits the ceiling, takes out donuts. Taylor, how old are these donuts? How old are these donuts? There's a mouse in that bag. Yeah, probably a mouse in the bag. It was a bag and it wasn't a box. And I feel like that does, for whatever reason, in my mind, make a difference. I feel like they could have retained some measure of donutness in a box versus mm-hmm. a bag. Well, yeah, but like it's also like, are, were they over the, there overnight? Because no offense, donuts after one night? No, thank you. That's Fresh or bust? Tr- Whoa, that's Whoa, a terrible Jeff. take, Jazz. Not donuts like after the one night? No, like, thank you. Like if you're you? getting like a fresh Krispy Kreme. Not after a night, Jessica. Really? They gotta be fresh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, next time you and Will get donuts and you aren't gonna finish them, call me. I'll come up from Brooklyn <laughs> and I'll take your donuts and bring them back to Brooklyn. And yeah, eat Jessica, we were talking before this podcast, so you need to come to my family farm yeah. in New York. If you come, we sell day-old cider donuts for oh less gosh. than the fresh ones, and they're incredible. And some people prefer them. Maybe if you throw them in the microwave for like 20 seconds, you know, just get that reheat, like that heat back in them. But I just am saying like, this is trash. And she goes to the door and Abbott's the donuts like, oh, yeah, probably no, don't eat. survive to the next morning is my take. It's like, yeah, oh, apple I've cider eaten donuts. them all. You eat I've those. eaten them all. No, apple cider donuts are great the next day. I want an apple cider cider donut now. (laughs) I hate this episode for making me want donuts. (laughs) Zero cools. (laughs) But uh, uh, Abed has known for weeks, but he just he really likes donuts. So he hasn't said anything. Nah, yeah. And so he's this has been happening a bunch. So I feel like this is a rehearsed routine, which is why I would think that maybe those donuts aren't super old. And maybe just maybe. That curling iron is piping hot, ready to go. It's possible. <laughs> not how curl you need like it needs consistency. I have no heat. idea how it works. This is why I'm explaining it to you because yeah. that's not how it works. I don't yeah. know how curling irons work either. So I don't know it. Yeah. I don't know it. Um, they're they have a, a road trip to the Inspector Space Time Convention. They didn't invite Pierce and Shirley because they're just like they're too old, I guess. Um, and it's mm. called Inspector Con. And so Jeff and Annie are gonna go and they're gonna ski. Um, but do we know where the is where the where the con is? Is it somewhere in Colorado? Well, they are in Colorado, skiing? yeah. So, like, has to maybe Denver. I don't know Colorado. <laughs> I have no idea. Just saying names of cities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most yeah. popular one. <laughs> that Boulder. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Boulder. Why not? Yeah. Um, and but then when they get there, it turns out Jeff and Annie can't ski. The ski slopes are closed. 
And uh, we find out Jeff looks exactly like a villain from Inspector uh, Space Time called Thraxis. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a green bug. He did. Was it? Was that just Jeff? Was that uh, Joel McHale in Thraxis makeup? <laughs> yeah, like it has to be right. Yeah. Like he's Unless full on green with antenna. Yeah. 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 Thraxis. Uh, I wish I, I wish we'd gotten maybe a little more uh, Taylor, some more Thraxis lore. Me too. Yeah. I live in Colorado, and you can't ski in Denver or Boulder. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Corey. Okay. How about Aspen? <laughs> oh, like Dumb and Dumber. Yes, yes. Aspen. There you go. Yes. Um, Samsonite. I was way off. Uh... <laughs> All right, so I we're taking we're, we're going to take this storyline by storyline, right? Yes. So should we just um, stick? Well, let's stick with Jeff and Annie because their ski trip doesn't happen. Yeah, and so Jeff's like, "Oh, let's just leave," but Annie wants to stay because she like never gets out. So she ends up going up to the room that he had booked. So he booked different rooms for both of them, um, but she places an order for room service, which I like secretly. Like that feels like the biggest flex in the world. When I was a kid, and someone was like, "I got room service," I'm like, "Oh my gosh, so bougie getting room yeah. service." Yes. We stand room service around these yeah. parts. Love love a good room service. The weird um, thing was she was like so hyped to get the turkey burger and the turkey burger without the bun. Maybe get a second thing. I know. It bothered me so much that there were like no fries. There was no sides happening. It was just scotch and turkey burgers. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrible. What a meal. But the yeah. reason she's doing it is because they're calling her Mrs. Winger. And so she loves pretending to be Jeff's wife. What was the kind of uh, uh, whiskey that she said she wanted? Like good? The was best good. one. Yeah. yeah. The good one. <laughs> the good kind. This, <laughs> this, this trope of like Annie's like all doe-eyed about Jeff uh, is like it's played out for sure um but like it also has uh a lot of allison brie physical comedy that i thought was really good i think that that's where a lot of like like i think her like when she's gonna splash the two drinks in jeff's face like there's a few moments from her specifically that i thought were really good and even Mm -hmm. when she like has the moment where she's called mrs winger and she like bats her eyes and falls back on uh the bed it's obviously cringe as the like from the writing perspective and from the character's perspective the thing that I was struck by in that moment was being impressed by how like Allison Brie as like an actor who is contracted to be on this show under these circumstances, like whatever, screw it. I'm game. I'm committed. I'll just play it to the script. And I, I thought that there was like a believability in the way that she sold this stuff. That was much more and probably solely a testament to her than to anything around her that I felt was, um, was worth some measure of praise from me. Uh, that was that that really stood out to me in her performance in this one. Yeah, well, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's just this just hold the kind of Mrs. Winger thing. Yeah, uh, miss me with it. But yeah, I do love Allison Brie. I actually watched Glow yes. before I watched Community, <laughs> so I was coming in and I was like, oh. This is the same person. This is wild. And I I do love Alison Brie. So well, she, she doesn't have the Russian accent in this show. Yeah. <laughs> she did have some great moments. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. overall was eh. It's this, really hard it's a, for it's me. It's a bad it's a bad. It's not it's not great. It's not It's great. really hard for me because I we all know I love Annie, right? Like this mm-hmm. is come on. I love Annie. Um and I love Alison Brie, but I hate the storyline. It feels so aggressive. And so it's really really hard for me to both Wanna? It's like the meow meow beans could not have been harder for me with Annie because like I want to reward an amazing performance, 
Um, but also I really don't like this storyline. So totally it's fair. really, you yeah. know what I mean? It's really hard. Um, so she's but, just like uh, uh, becoming friends with everybody in the hotel, though. It's so great. That's it's so great. great. Yeah, you know, she's wielding her power. Randy, Randy, the room service guy, hero, MVP. Clutch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so Jeff, meanwhile, is pretending to be Nigel, who is the actor who plays Theraxis, because there's an attractive woman. Well, who not loves just any him. attractive woman. This is Trisha Helfer, uh, the actor who plays Caprica Six and all of the other sixes on Battlestar Galactica. So a science fiction icon an absolute legend okay so she is a, a legend in this uh in this specific genre and one of these days when we do the Battlestar Galactica recap on post-show recaps it feels inevitable at this point we're going to be singing Trisha Helper's praises almost every single week uh, so I was psyched to see her she has nothing to do they give her absolutely nothing other than being like you're just the hot one over there. Uh, and there were like, there's a lot of like really fun Caprica six hallmarks that they could be bringing into this moment. There's like music cues that always play when she's talking to Gaius Baltar on Battlestar Galactica. That could absolutely have been playing in this moment. If anyone had brought her in for any reason other than she will be recognizable to fans of this genre, it was clearly not written from the perspective of, oh, we loved her on Battlestar Galactica. Because there are other things to lean into that they just completely missed. Anyway, I was psyched to see her, though. That was fun. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I, 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 obviously, I, I've never seen Battlestar Galactica. And so, to me, she just seemed like an extra they, they hired to play. Because they didn't, like you said, put any of that extra it's in there it's another yeah. example of like they're like they're it's like see we're trying but it's like yeah but there's like a thing that maybe you just inherently don't have uh yeah. that way you just like you're not really quite gonna get here yeah i just the the whole like oh nerds can be hot too thing is just like it makes me groan and yeah. cringe and yeah. like yeah i didn't need it it's just tired right like yes. it's a very tired trope um so uh so yeah so he's flirting with her randy the room service guy is like listen we all love you so much um that we we had to tell you that your husband is with another woman mm-hmm. and so annie throws some drinks in in jeff's face and then of course the woman throws drinks in his face uh and we find out annie's really just upset because jeff ditched her um and she was play acting that they were married so that we have this like cute scene where jeff says oh if we were married i wouldn't be flirting with another woman and he gets her like an apple teeny that she wants. Again, like yes. you're cutesy. Long time, first time uh, writing in live as we're recording this. Annie ordering the apple teeny and Jeff's reaction to that saved that storyline for me. I also, I did enjoy the apple teeny moment. And Jeff being, please don't make me do that. And yeah. Then yeah. She's alone on the couch and she's like, you know, kind of like doing her uh, Alice and Brie thing. Uh, yeah. Like, I think she's really great. She's like, you can tell though, there's like a little bit of like uh, from a lot of the actors, like you can tell like they are not happy. I feel like she's doing a pretty good job of masking it. Uh, like she's staying yeah. true to like the physicality of Annie in a way that like, you know, lesser actors or people understand even good actors in this situation. But no, but she's yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This like ending was very cute and like it. I wouldn't say it saved the storyline for me, but I did like it. I liked yeah. the kind of ending that we got with them there, yeah. but. Yeah, and then Jeff, of course, uh, has to please everybody with the bow before the Raxus, <laughs> and he, like rips his shirt open. Oh man, I I had a lot of uh, uh, time after watching that scene where I was thinking, like, what was that day like for Joel McHale? Uh, <laughs> like, how many times did he have to do that? 
They on really like a, love showing like a, Joe McHale's abs. On like a on like a TV set, Taylor, where there's no music, there's none of the like, TV <laughs> bells and whistles. He's just there alone, like on the stage in a room filled with camera people, just having to rip his shirt off like seven times in a row for a bad bit. Yeah, it's pretty specific. I have to say, like as a Dungeons and Dragons player, you're generally shouting really ridiculous things all the time, but you don't have to like rip your shirt off in front of a room of people. So yeah, yeah this um is Taylor, you're not playing Dungeons and Dragons correctly. We're not supposed to just rip our shirts <laughs> off all the time while playing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, one of the best things about Dungeons and Dragons is just getting to shout random nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. who doesn't want to be like, bow before the Raxus? Bow yeah, before the Raxus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, Todd's, uh, Todd's watching live. Todd says, "I think about that sort of thing a lot when I'm watching sci-fi fantasy stuff." Todd, about ripping your shirt off? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I mean, if you're playing a bard, yeah. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, so uh, on to Abed and, and Troy's storyline. So Abed has been emailing some guy named Toby, uh, who uh -huh. is the biggest Inspector Space Time fan in the world. Troy is very jealous. Uh, and British trying to get him to play it cool because Toby's trying to steal his man. Right. And another moment where we need to stop down and acknowledge who this is. This is Matt Lucas, a no. famous comedian who is currently most famous, I would say, for being one of the presenters on the great British baking show. Uh, and also, I would say, probably famous for being the presenter on the great British baking show that a lot of people are like, I don't want him to be a presenter on the great British baking show anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't think people like him very much. <laughs> it's, you know, whatever. Do you want to know what from... I know him from, Josh? Can you guess what I recognize him from? Bridesmaids? Yeah. That's so funny. He's so the one I with know the him... weird sister. <laughs> yes, he is. They're really creepy. I together. know him from the like 2000, is it 2012 Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. <laughs> is that, the, is that the, the Johnny Depp one? Yes. Uh, and like a bunch of other people. And what? I never, I could not put myself Taylor just that. comes on this podcast and is like, Jess knows people from terrible movies. Hold my beer. Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Yeah. Was he in the sequel? Yes. Oh my yep. gosh. Yep. Yeah. No, Who I recognized he? him, but Who was yeah. he in it? Tweedledum and Tweedledee. He was both. Oh, that makes sense. I think so. Of course he was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That makes that sense. Tracks. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> That's uh, probably, yeah, is... that was his audition for the Great British uh, Breaking Show, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's brutal. Toby. Uh, and Toby is trying to steal Abed. Uh, he says his constable got married and now he has an opening. Uh, and he hates his constable's wife, who's totally a Minerva. Who's a total Minerva? What does that mean? <laughs> so this is all, okay. So I'm not a big Doctor Who person. I'm watching it along with the Who A podcast, which is sure. patron only. If yes. you want to listen to it, pushyourrecaps.com slash Patreon. Um, so I know, I know Taylor's doing that as well. Mm -hmm. Neither one of us are like massive Doctor Who fans, but this is like a whole thing where I know there was a female doctor. Um, and I think this is like a playoff of that, that Minerva is the only female doctor and people hate her, not because she's a woman, just because she sucks. <laughs> so yes. That's why they keep saying that. Interesting. And that was Minerva? Minerva. Yeah, total Minerva. I, told, I thought that a total Minerva was just a great turn of phrase. Uh, <laughs> but it makes, yeah. I mean, It was one of the things fun. in this episode yeah. that I laughed at. It was like a total Minerva. <laughs> oh. Apparently, um, the guy who plays Toby was also in Doctor Who. 
oh. years after this. Okay. So it's kind of funny. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Um, but yeah, Abed figures out that Toby is lying about his quote unquote best friend because he uses two different names. <laughs> Andrew and like Dave or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh and Abed has this revelation and he gives a winger speech about how inspectors always choose a human constable because they need to stay grounded. Um, and so Toby ends up locking Abed in the phone booth. And Troy just feels so bad. He can't take this souvenir photo without Abed. So he goes looking for him and he finds him in the phone booth because it's not soundproof. So all Abed has to do is shout <laughs> mm-hmm. like, hey, Troy, I'm in here. Yeah. <laughs> and he finds him. Uh, and so there's also a, a lot of stuff going on with Troy and Britta in this episode. Taylor, gut check. How are you feeling about the Troy and Britta stuff? And ha- how about it in this episode? No, no, no I'm no. good. No. <laughs> it's oh, so good. No. I like th- the thing is I loved it. So the way that like the community characters kind of bring it in for me is like in the beginning, like put like Annie and Britta together and you have me like yeah easy but then Britta becomes this kind of like uh I don't know she takes on the characteristics of like this sort of dumb blonde stereotype and I don't enjoy it very much and then we have again like just another trope of like the girlfriend doing the thing for the boyfriend and it's just as like you're saying just it's just like these tired tropes and stereotypes that I don't need from these characters. Yeah, because she doesn't even care about Inspector Space Time. In my opinion, the only Britta thing about Britta in this episode is that she buys a Minerva t-shirt simply because Mm. Minerva is the only female inspector. That is the only thing that reads Britta to me. Everything else in this episode is just like she's she's become Troyified. Like it doesn't make sense. And their chemistry is not there. Um, It's just weird. And like we I mean, is it worth it to see Donald Glover shirtless? possibly that's a question between you and your deity of choice folks <laughs> that's up to you to decide with, with whoever's upstairs yeah. um but yeah it's just like it's so bleh it's so boring and like mm-hmm. this whole in my opinion this entire storyline this episode the abed troy toby such like, i don't care i simply don't care like something fun should have happened when abed enters the phone booth like yes. some inspector space time stuff could have happened like they could have done so many fun sure things, it was needed nothing g- given the premise it was definitely mid and it shouldn't be and that is that's the that's the like the sin that i should have been paying more attention to in in rating this episode which would have knocked it down much further if i had been like present with that it's like this is inspector space time you can't deliver a boring inspector space time episode yeah. and like it is by and large a boring episode there are some things that i've been laughing about along the way like a total minerva i really did crack up i was watching this in the car on my way to my uh my in-laws for thanksgiving emily was driving she's like why are you laughing i was like i don't know it's it a total minerva and i thought that was funny <laughs> it just uh, feels so, like, like there were like... a few moments but like this shouldn't be that right like this mm-hmm. is this should be more of an uh more of an event for sure it just feels like they took brit at it and turned it into minerva though like, they already have a phrase for this, and it's called you Britted it. Yeah, but Matt Lucas doesn't know that. <laughs> That'd be weird <laughs> if he sense. did. Then, like, he's, like, hacked Abed's emails, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, I'll just say that I think that of the three episodes up to this point, I think that this is the one where I minded Troy and Britta together the least, actually. I felt like maybe, like, the two of them, maybe the actors, maybe Donald Glover and Gill- Gillian Jacobs, like, had a little bit more time to, like, get used to it it felt like Mm -hmm. a little and like a smidge 
more natural than it did in the first episode. Uh, April says, my deity of choice says I can get shirtless Donald Glover in many other places. All right. That's a fair <laughs> response point, April. from April's Yeah, deity. very solid point. For sure. For um, sure. But I, yeah, didn't this... hate, I didn't hate it. Like, it wasn't, like, as alarming for me or jarring for me as it was in the first couple. Um, maybe I'm getting used to it. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it was as bad. I think I was just because Britta, it was like there were some sweet moments, right? Where Britta is clearly like trying to do the girlfriend thing and like be there for Troy's interests and stuff, which like is cute. Like she gets him the, I forget what the name of it is, the weird like tube of like a PC pipe or whatever it is. Oh, right. Yeah. Like the the war club or whatever it was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Boba Fett's staff, I think. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like she's like trying. But it's just merged with all of the other stuff. It's just not working. Sure. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, And the last storyline we have is Shirley and Pierce who come to the convention together anyway. Uh, They get pulled into a focus group. I don't even remember any of this. Because it's nonsense. (laughs) I watched it today and I don't remember any of this. Because it's dumb. That's why you don't remember it. Because they get pulled into a focus group about an American version of Inspector Space Time because Pierce is old and Shirley is black. And Pierce gets very confused about the whole thing. And he makes the worst suggestions possible. And Shirley's just like, I think you should leave the show as it is. And they they like it because it's smart and doesn't talk down to its audience. But Pierce is like, no, you need to have a hot broad with a tennis racket. Um, <laughs> And it's dumb. And I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't particularly good. Uh, no. It was, in fact, probably bad. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. leads into our end credit scene where the American Inspector Space Time is on TV. Um, and I'm so sorry. I'm just reading my notes again. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even bother to look at the actor. I just wrote famous guy. Jess <laughs> um, Sterling in the end credit scene here in which the American inspector space time emerges from the phone booth with his uh, his compatriot. What, what are they called? The constable. constable yeah. uh, you wrote down famous guy. Is who you wrote down. <laughs> For the late so great Luke Perry, you wrote famous guy for the dearly departed, <laughs> like the deeply, this deeply, dearly I... departed Dylan McKay, Archie's dad. He of so many incredible things. That is Luke Mother F and Perry. That is a god, as far as I'm. That's my deity of choice. Uh, and not for nothing, that's Jenny Garth. That's Kelly Taylor. Dylan and Kelly were OTP in Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, I never watched it, that show. It is iconic that the two of them just showed up on my TV screen out of nowhere, especially because poor Luke Perry is gone and gone way too soon uh, under tragic circumstances. And so to see that happen on my TV today with no heads up, no warning, no advance notice, and I, for my sins, was a big 90210 guy back in the day. Uh, love Dylan, love Kelly, and seeing the two of them together, this was streets way ahead for me. Uh, I know it's behind for both of you, I believe. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's it is stupid. Way ahead uh, <laughs> for the for the rare opportunity to see brand new to me Luke and Kelly content. That was very very exciting. For uh yeah Corey i just in the I'm so chat sorry. Notes, I was... luke famous guy harry <laughs> unbelievably disrespectful to be fair i recognized that he was a famous actor i didn't even recognize her so. luke quote-unquote famous guy perry i have no comment 
final atrocious behavior. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. When did this come out? 2013. Right. Yeah, I, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. I was two years away from graduating high school, so I don't know good. any. Of these You're clear. <laughs> You're clear, Taylor. As April knows, have you not seen Beverly Hills 90210, Jess? You have a '90s podcast, <laughs> and we don't cover that show. Let me suggest a show for you to cover: Beverly Hills 90210. It has ten seasons. Zero percent chance of ever covering that. It is unbelievably iconic. Anyway. A I rare opportunity a for you to experience 90210 unspoiled for the first time. Yeah, I don't know anything that happens. Gotta take it. Zero. Gotta zero things it. that happen. Um, yeah, I didn't like this. Melrose I thought it was dumb. Simultaneously, once Melrose Place get because it's a shared universe. Oh, my God. Get really deep into it. <laughs> Let me know when you want to do that podcast, Jess. I'm here and available to guest all through the run. <laughs> Every season. I'll come on. I've got okay. thoughts. Big takes. <laughs> Yeah, um, that'll be high on our list. A 10-season show. Uh, very worth high that, on worth our list. every episode that you go. No, the later um, season is really um, kind of um, off. Corey, I'm calling out Corey. How many seasons does Boy Meets World have? It has seven, but we okay. doubled up on them. Okay, all right, okay. So that's the episode, okay? That's yeah, the that's first the one. That's Inspector Space Time. Mm-hmm. It's not particularly good. I probably would have gone lower uh, on the other side of this conversation. And yet, what did you do? What do you want? It happened. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, okay, so the next one, alternative history of the German invasion, which yeah. I promise, Taylor, I will not remember next week. There's no chance. Fair enough. Yeah. No shot. Totally fair. No world. <laughs> no world where I remember what happens in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's totally fine because you know what? It's crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so, as bad. It's not as bad, but it's crap. Um, <laughs> we start off. The group is jealous because of the history of ice cream class. Um, and so they get to class and they see these an- annoying German transfer students again. But no more Nick Kroll. 
Instead, we get this other guy. Yeah, another actor who's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, Chris Diamantopoulos, uh, who has been, he was in Silicon Valley. He's the one who looks at Jared and goes, this guy Fs. Uh, iconic line. He's been in a bunch of, he was a chief of staff on one of the seasons of 24. So, of course, uh, I think about him from there. You go. there. Uh, in, a, in like almost everything, I feel like. He's just sort of shows up uh, inevitably. So, seeing him here as Reinhold, uh, was both a surprise and not a surprise. I feel like Chris Diamantopoulos always shows up in your show at some point in time. He is inevitable, like Beetlejuice. I hate if him. you say it three times. <laughs> not the actor. I just hate the character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we get a new professor, Professor Cornwallis. And they're in Malcolm McDowell, camp. another super famous person showing up on Community. And totally all of this is him. like low-hanging fruit and just like baiting the audience. And here I am. Standing in the year 2022, greedily, hungrily eating the bait. I shall not be baited. They cannot bait me. And you You want to know why? I'm ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) Someone needs to clip that. (laughs) Could need that on file. Um, Yeah, so he's there and he's giving them an assignment to look at the history from the side of the vanquished, not Mm -hmm. the victors. Yes. Great um, okay, so then uh, we have a couple of different stories to get. I know. Into. I don't know why I did these differently. <laughs> I did one <laughs> like grouping of type of like the, the scenes, and the other I think one by Je- storyline. Just before we even get into the to the German storyline, uh, had to get Chang out of her system. I think uh, <laughs> Jess's notes on the Chang portion of the episode begin <laughs> with Chang is expletive deleted back. <laughs> I was so upset. He's in Dean's office. His name is stupid Kevin. You guys don't like Kevin? I hate Kevin. Taylor, how do you feel about Kevin? I I didn't have like super strong feelings about Kevin. I mostly just felt so bad for Dean here. Mm. Just like trying to live his life. And, boom, and here comes his chapter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's traumatized. He was kidnapped by this man. Yeah. yeah, I feel like uh, I also feel bad for Dean because I think that uh, uh, Dean being confronted with having to have such a close association with his tormentor without his consent is almost as if like if you moved in next door to the person you're obsessed with in stock uh, without any uh, level of decorum or decency. Uh, so I feel bad for for that because that would be a terrible situation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. miss me with the sympathy for the dean. Love I the dean, that. but no sympathy. Um, his therapist brought him there for immersive therapy, uh, and the school board approved this because they're monsters. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I love when Dean says amnesia. It's amnesia. Yeah, so but good. he doesn't. He's like it's a slip. He didn't want to say it. No. He couldn't help it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to prove that Chang is faking it. And he and yells like, That's at cool. him. We get paid either way. Yeah. Uh, he he yells at him. Uh, then he ends up bailing the Chang or Kevin, Kevin. out of jail. <laughs> Chang. Mm-hmm. In a nurse's costume. Um, and, and Dean is like, you know what? The real Chang would never have remorse for what he did. So I know you're Kevin. Yeah. So he, uh, as Kevin has heard about all of the different things that Chang got up to and he voluntarily Taylor walks in to accept his fate, uh, because he thinks he's like, that guy deserves to be punished. And if that's me, it's gotta be me. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. I didn't hate 
Chang for this? I or Kevin Chang or Ke- slash Kevin. Kevin. I just I don't know. This didn't do a lot for me. I was like, okay, Chang is back, kind of, and he has Changnesia. It didn't do a ton for me either, and I am the podcast's perennial Chang uh, defender. Uh, I did think Kevin was kind of sweet, though. Uh, yeah. I will say, uh, Kevin's like, oh, a sweet little guy. You know, he's just he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what's happened. He's mortified when he hears about Chang's past behavior. He just he wants justice. I appreciate I applaud this even. The Dean and Chang were the funniest parts of the episode. Uh, that doesn't say much about the rest of the episode for me. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> Long time first time says, I love Kevin. He's definitely one of my top five Changs. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm excited to see more from Kevin's journey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to follow the Changnesia arc all the way. To its natural conclusion. Is about to implode. <laughs> two him. episodes at a time, Jess. We are two weeks <sighs> into a seven-week odyssey. Hang tight. So Stay the German students invade the study room. Uh, and Jeff's like, we can't appease the Germans. Then they talk about Pierce, who ran away to Canada from the war. And he's like, he's he talks terribly about right. Canadians. He's right. like, make these people call ham bacon. <laughs> I, I don't know why that cracked me up when he said <laughs> that, though. <laughs> They call ham bacon. I did think it was kind of funny <laughs> as Dumb. a stupid, ignorant American myself. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did think that 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 made me laugh. Uh, he also mm-hmm. said something about Game of Thrones early in the episode. I feel like I don't know. Oh, there was a moment where they talk about Game of Thrones and uh, and Troy is something like, um, "If I wanted to learn history, I'd watch Game of Thrones." Right. That's yeah. Like that. That's that was a good line. Yes. That was yeah. Yeah, um. But... So meanwhile, Abed is connecting with one of the German students over Inspector Space Time, which this, Jessica. Yeah, this is like my like winner of this episode. Uh, his name is just amazing. Uh, Carl, aka Doctor Blitz, Knight of the Atlantis Guild, wielder of the four pronged trident on Spawncraft. Which I don't think that they bonded over Inspector Space Time. I think they bonded over Spawncraft. Mm. Yeah, but isn't that a game based off of Inspector Space Time or something? I have no idea. I have no idea. See, this is how little <laughs> I was like. I I just can't with this episode. Well, so I I, I loved it. I love the concept of like uh, he saved my life once, and like they're meeting in person for the first time. I mean, like on the on the post show recaps patron experience of people who play Dungeons and Dragons and the post show recaps patron. Like, how many people could you say that about? Like a couple of people, you'd be like really thrilled to spontaneously randomly meet in person who probably saved your life. Absolutely. Uh, and so, like, I I loved that as a premise. But it goes nowhere. That's the problem. They have this setup. It's a fun fun setup, and it goes nothing with it. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's so cute. They like greet each other, and they're like bonding. I love that Carl has like Wanda meeting at Greendale. Like that's incredible. But it goes nowhere. Amazing. I know. It's so sad. I loved this guy though. Carl was just like along for the ride. He's like, Uh okay, Abed, what's up? (laughs) <laughs> is he the one who loves the loof balloons or is that that might be the other guy no it's the other guy it's the other guy yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so now right so they're they're sitting now so not only are they now in the study room now they're sitting at their study room table and the problem is every day they keep trying to like get in there earlier to because there's like a sign-up sheet mm-hmm. um and i i did like the line of i'm afraid it is you who must make like a tree or, or do as a tree like they say and leave like it's just like a very long, <laughs> very drawn classic out version yeah. of that yeah. thing. That's fine, that's fine. 
Uh, and Annie keeps trying to say this means, and they interrupt her. And he's like, "Let her finish." And he goes, "She's like war. Yeah, it just it means war." You know? Yeah, they get um, like they have to go yeah. into all these different rooms. Uh, one of them is like a safety hazard. Pierce gets electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, one another stinks. one emits like the darkest of smells. We don't know what it's that a, is. No, it's a dead raccoon. They yeah. clean it out. Okay, the vents. Yeah, yeah, it's death. They literally smell death. <laughs> They wake up yeah. super early on the third day. They they're already there. Yeah, uh, yeah and, the, and- they, the chairs break one by one. The chairs killed me. Like it really. I was laughing pretty hard at the chairs. It was really funny because just the honestly the amount of times that I've had to deal with falling out of a chair. Does that happen a lot, like- Taylor? <laughs> Not a lot. But like How many times I've had to deal with falling out of a chair? Well, are you listen, okay? No. <laughs> listen, I'm the type of person that like. I I know people can relate to this. I know that yeah. there are people out there that must be able to relate to this. My reflexes, great. You throw something at me, I'll catch it like nine times out of ten. But if I'm like home alone, I'm like a safety hazard. I will like okay. run into walls. I will trip over random things, air yeah. even. Like <laughs> there are just some things that like I'm just super. A dynamic confident. activity versus a static one. Uh, so like the dynamics, you're good. The static activity is tough. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah, just yeah, like sitting. That's fair. I get that. This can be hazardous. Sitting is hard. Yeah. Can be. <laughs> can be. Um, they so Jeff's gonna do the winger speech about Hogan's heroes and like we're gonna we're gonna go against the Germans and blah blah blah. And so they have like this big thing where they uh they throw like an Oktoberfest. Yeah. And the whole like and like there's the balloons and there's the giant chocolate cake. <laughs> the Luft balloons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and... gosh, there must be almost one hundred Luft balloons. <laughs> <laughs> And so that bit the, did get me. I did love the giant loop. cake yeah. and toys in it with like a mask on. The, see, this is where I feel like, again, it was such a missed opportunity because it feels like the Oktoberfest should be like the the plan within the plan. The punchline of yes. this doesn't make much sense to me yeah. either. Like, so it, like they know that they're going to cut the cake and Troy's going to pop out and then he's going to celebrate and he's going to drink the beer. And then they take a picture of him drinking the beer. And I think in that moment, it's like, Oh, well they're getting him kicked out for drinking on campus. Yeah. Yeah. Go. yeah. Uh, and instead it's like, you can't celebrate yourself. <laughs> was like you can't celebrate like, your own culture yeah so like, strange it just wasn't even that funny no you no. know it was just it was bizarre it was just like totally out of absolutely nowhere uh yeah. so just like like deeply unfunny just didn't make make any kind of comedic sense to me no yeah taylor it feels like they really should have had like a ruse within a ruse like this Very should have much. been the decoy ruse or something mm-hmm. yeah i was absolutely waiting for like i don't know also just the the cut to the Oktoberfest was so fast we didn't get any prep None. no like ideas or anything yeah like it yeah it just felt like you know this quick like two minute scene that's like oh uh uh, uh whoa that's not why i thought they were yeah like you said josh i thought it was gonna be like the drinking thing like that feels like way yeah. more normal for like a college campus, but yeah, yeah. So they get banned from the study rooms because they were celebrating their own culture, and this um, causes like everyone to freak out because like this was a moment of rebellion against the Greendale Seven uh, mm-hmm. who have hogged the study room for so long. Yeah, what do they... we want? Justice. Yeah. When do we want it? Now. Yeah, Todd's here. That was fun. 
Yeah. And uh, they're all like, uh, and he's like, wait a minute, we are the Germans? Oh, no. <laughs> uh huh. Um, you see, like, all these, like, scenes of uh, people trying to get in. Garrett has a funny line. Garrett's, Garrett's is so good. He's trying to get in the study room, and Todd's just sitting there, and he's like, they lost a pen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do there's, love the callbacks. Kind of like, that one, again, it's very easy for, like, to get the fans on board with that type of thing. But I thought that was, like, a cute way of doing it. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so the, the group is arguing who the Hitler is of the group, because now they're calling the Greendale seven, the Nazis, because Shirley has a Shirley sandwiches, like badge, which SS on her again, it's just like, so unfunny. (laughs) It's just like, why are we joking about Hitler and the Nazis? Like, what are we doing here? Um, Mm -hmm. Pierce is the one who's going to be like, we're not even going to vote. Uh, and like, uh, that is, it's, it's not terribly funny. It is also though, totally Pierce. Uh, yeah. and so like yes. it, what's happening with Pierce's side of this, I don't take exceptional, uh, offense to any more than I do like most of Pierce's stuff, which is yeah. to say mm-hmm. like, it's typically pretty bad. Uh, so like at the very least, I feel like that was kind of consistent, but at the same time, uh it's like this is like never a great time to like let's do a ton of uh nazi jokes you know like that's yeah. really not there's really never a great time right now like this is deeply unfunny to me uh so yeah. i was not loving any of this this was like no. uh i was like trying to like okay how much longer is this episode mm-hmm. so yeah it's not funny um jeff is just like they're so they're sitting in the cafeteria and they're like oh my gosh, the professor set us up with this thing to teach us a lesson. They Mm. wanted us to like think of it from the side of the vanquished, not the victors. Um, But the professor comes in, he's like, no, you missed your test and you all got Fs. Yeah, Like, good job. Um, And so they decide, you know what? We have to fix things. They go around and they fix up all the study rooms that they were in before. Um, And we see like this montage of them doing it. We see a montage of Dean teaching Kevin um and so dean comes into the study room afterwards and he's like listen greendale is a forgiving place i want you to remember that um and uh and he says remember that people can chain and then they're like what did you say Uh freaking chain walks in and goes hi i'm kevin and they all scream (laughs) and that is exactly what happened in my Uh, body when i saw freaking kevin i thought that was funny i thought that was fine Uh, did we did we yada yada pass the fact that professor cornwallis just gives them all an f and is like the first teacher in the history of greendale to like do the right thing (laughs) um so at least i appreciated that yeah Uh, yeah, this episode commits the sin of being like completely forgettable uh, and just like not not terribly funny. Uh, I had initially said that the end credits tag I'd written down was ahead, and then I just I was trying to think of like, wait, what happened in the end credit scene again? And I consulted my my phone notes from my uh, vehicular watching of Community today, and I was behind, so I've corrected the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it's a it's a Troy and Abed podcast. Yeah, it should be funny. It should be funny. On paper, it should be funny. They invite Carl on. They give him a quote-unquote gift certificate to Shirley Sandwiches. It's really just a $5 bill. Yeah. Um, But it's just like, it's just bleh. It's just nah. And so I gave what it a behind. second one. <laughs> 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 That's what it is. And so I gave it a behind. Like that. It was ahead for me just because... No. I loved Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Carl, well, we, that's fair. Yeah. We are now yeah. three out of four um, on the after credits are behind. So mm-hmm. only one has made it ahead. And yeah. I've been behind on three of them. 
<laughs> I'm so harsh. I can't even help myself. It's no, fine. that's fair. You got to do you. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it, certainly. And, uh, you know, your scores will keep mine honest. Uh, so, you know, we'll be closer to mm -hmm. some form of consensus here. Uh, we've got a bunch of feedback and, of course, all the superlatives for everything. Uh, we're doing it uh, two at a time here as we go through these two episodes of Community. A uh, long time, first time live with us in the chat and had also submitted this. Uh, I was beside myself excited to get a space time episode. I love time travel and multiversal shenanigans. And I was expecting another remedial chaos theory. When they locked Abed in the TARDIS, I thought shit was about to pop off and it just didn't. The letdown was crushing. When I eventually learned about all the gas leak stuff, it made perfect sense. But in real time, I just couldn't wrap my head around how my favorite show could whiff it so hard. Yeah, this has to have like a kind of really different form of disappointment attached to it. If you weren't watching it live and also if you're watching it, even if you're watching it live without knowing about like Dan Harmon being gone. Yeah, most casual watchers, right, wouldn't pay attention to that if you're not this like in like the a know. weird betrayal, Taylor. I feel like you encountered this one. It's like, why? What? No. Yeah, it just they could have done so much. And it was just such a bummer. Yeah. Uh, Jank says it's the first episode of Community where I didn't laugh once. All the storylines are painful to watch, and they don't have to be. Jeff looking like an Inspector Spacetime villain, Abed having a potential new friend, take him away from Troy, and Fierce destroying an American version of Inspector Spacetime are all decent ideas but executed poorly. Troy and Britta's relationship and Annie fantasizing about being married to Jeff are just so cringy and jarring. And while the show in whole is a little rough in retrospect with uh, handling Abed being on the spectrum, I still love the representation, but having Toby throw around neurotypical really rubs me the wrong way and just undermines it. Uh, so some harsh feedback from Jank and uh, likely deserved feedback from Jank. Yeah, most of the mm -hmm. feedback I will say we got was from episode three, just because I think it's the one that people have stronger feelings on. Most yes. people's feedback for episode four was just kind of like, eh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, the uh, we got this from uh, Der Witzel Bandit, uh, who said, I wish there was a word to describe the displeasure I feel at viewing Miss Forchang. Uh, I don't fully get it, but that's fine. I think it sounds like he didn't like it. Uh, oh, Riley didn't. Riley didn't like it. Either. The like the uh, it's from the first. Okay, the first German uh, students episode where they're like, "I wish there was a, a word to describe the displeasure," oh, and it's like that. It's that German word that is like the, the uh -huh. enjoyment of watching others' displeasure. Sure. Yeah. Schweidenfrauder. Uh, yeah, short, short and Riley <laughs> says episode three actively undermines the characters of Annie Abbott and Troy. Annie's so out of character for this episode, it's insane. Uh, there's an entire episode last season about how Annie's feelings for Jeff were complex and rooted in her own complex character and moving past the childish infatuation of season two. And then this episode takes season two's childish infatuation and multiplies it by 10,000, trashing her season three story. Abbott, meanwhile, again, there's literally no nuance to his character anymore this season, and just uh, jealous Troy is just ugh. Uh, so they didn't like it. Mm. Um, all right. Meow, meows. I wrote these in the car. And <laughs> it is what it is. I didn't, I didn't, it's totally fine. I didn't hate this episode while yeah. watching it. I didn't love it. But like I did give people like scores that were more in line with if this was, was a good episode. Uh, so these are the, my meow, meows. We'll do the meow, meows for episode three. And then we'll do episode four. Uh, my meow, meows for episode three. 
uh i gave let's see uh, i like to do them uh, so chang and, and dean uh they got bagels they weren't in the episode pierce and shirley i gave a two five i could have gone lower starting there uh i just i completely forgot they were even in the episode um troy and abed i gave each a three which also could have been lower in the light of like this was an inspector space time episode and they have not that they have nothing to do just they could have been doing like galaxy brain stuff and they did it um jeff i gave a three five i'm trying to remember why i'm not so sure that i do <laughs> was it the association with trisha helfer maybe was it I him saying um bow before the rock maybe i don't know his abs. britta i gave a three five because of uh the swinging from the rope uh, that I remember. It wasn't I even Gillian Jacobs. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty easy. And then, and then Annie, I gave the four. I went oh, that high, uh, not because of Annie the character, because I this was one where I was like struck by like Allison Brie is great. You give her bad she's material so and she's great. Uh, so yeah. she's so charming. I gave her the four. Those were my meow meows for this episode. Uh, now uh, Taylor, you were lower. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I really didn't really enjoy much of this episode. I yeah. feel like I'm geared towards like sympathy points. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like feeling for these characters and like what they're trying to do and like what they're dealing with, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, Chang and Dean weren't in the episodes. I gave them uh bagels. And then uh Pierce, I also because Pierce is like I don't like Pierce at all. I don't. And I find it hard to give him kind of any sort of anything. And yeah, this episode you just didn't do. He like did negative things. He was in there. He was there and like didn't do yeah. a lot. But um, yeah. So then uh, Abba and Troy gave one because uh, I just they didn't again. The Inspector Space Time. They were there. Nothing happened. They were doing the like best friend jealousy thing which was just meh um jeff i gave the 1.5 i did give him the 0.5 for the bow down to thoraxis because <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. it's deeply relatable um britta shirley and annie got two um britta for like her she's trying like I appreciated her kind of trying for Troy, even though it is just such a tired storyline. Um, Shirley, I really just felt bad for Shirley because she really just wanted to be there to like support Abed and Troy and got like sucked into this just awful situation that she just didn't know what to do. Yeah. She was trying to stick up for the boys, right? Like they like it because of these things and you should do that. Yeah. And they didn't listen to her. Uh, and poor Annie. Yeah, Annie like just went off the rails and but she did get to splash water in jeff's face which is pretty funny yeah a couple beverages mm -hmm. <laughs> a couple beverages uh so on the low end for me we got Chang dean and pierce i mean Chang the low end is all, it's all oh, yeah. um pierce actively did things i hated and so i was like you know what you're not getting any points this week because you mm -hmm. sucked that day and zero for you funny yep um yeah uh shirley and abed got ones um shirley again she's kind of barely there abed like i just this is like wasn't it it wasn't it for me 
Um, and Troy, Britta, and Jeff all got one and a half. Um, again, like every character for me just isn't hitting the mark this episode. It's just like it's it's, it's off the mark. It's not right. It just doesn't feel like community. It's not it right. It's not <laughs> yeah. my vibe. Yeah. Annie, I did move my score up a little bit. I did end up giving her a three because on further reflection, I do love the small like mannerisms and small bits that Annie gets, even though I really dislike this storyline. I think I have to give credit to like both Alice and Brie and the character of Annie for like playing within a terrible storyline. Mm -hmm. um, so I gave her a three, which is the highest score for me this episode, which yeah. just is terrible. Yeah, fair enough. Um, um, are. All right, some Dean's list for this episode. Uh, Jesse went with Randy from Room Service. Mm -hmm. He was so sweet. I yeah. loved him. Randy was great. Uh, Taylor, so you went with the server holding the glasses of water. <laughs> this poor guy is like standing there with the glasses of water. And then Andy's like, can I have more of these? <laughs> He's yeah. just there. Like, I don't know what's happening. Really slim pickings, to be honest. I had a bunch of people that I could pick this week. I was thinking Trisha Helfer. Uh, and then at the end, Luke, Luke, Famous guy Perry and Jenny Garth, <laughs> uh, two of my uh, childhood sweethearts, mm -hmm. show up on TV. Uh, and uh, I feel like, can I give them both a point? I can only give one, right? So I'll give it to Luke, famous guy Perry. Okay. Uh, Great. Lo loved Dylan McKay. He went through a lot. Uh, the one his his farewell episode, his first farewell episode, it was under really terrible circumstances back in nine oh two and I don't want to spoil it for you, Jess, because you'll get there on the rewatch. Obviously, but it was I like watch it. Yeah. Eventful and upsetting, and I mm -hmm. my heart broke from him. I could still see him. Brandon, she's expletive deleted. Spoilers redacted. She's spoilers redacted. He's crying in the rain. So good. Oh anyway. my! Anytime there's rain and someone's crying in it, Mama. whoosh. So good. Big episode. Oh, so good. Anyway, so I'll give it to Luke, famous guy, Perry. And I think stuff like that probably contributed to my score here. It was like there were a few things that happened that I was either like happy to see or whatever. And then the other thing that was on my mind was like, I still want to like, what's the what's the floor here? And I also was thinking like there are definitely episodes of this show that I have forgotten completely or just like really outright disliked. I'm sorry. I know, like, I'm, I, but I it, this one wasn't that for me in the watching of it. I'm hearing everything that both of you are saying, and it makes a lot of sense for why this would have been a real bummer for a lot of people. It didn't hurt me the way that it has hurt others, I suppose, and it had enough treats to make it a two point eight. <laughs> is what I gave it. I want that to be lower. I want to lower all the things that I've done. Jess knows I hate these. I hate these. I you hate, hate meow them. meows. Yeah, you hate I the hate the cool, cool, cools. Mm -hmm. They actively stress me out. I'm sorry. I gave it a 2.8. That's what I did. Yeah, I was much less kind to this episode. Again, I have the knowledge. I know what happens. I know where the floor is on this show. It, this is not the show that I love. This is not the community yeah. I love. The characters aren't acting like how i feel they should act or how they uh -huh. would act i gave it a point six okay. and in my opinion i was being generous <laughs> and mostly that is annie's carrying that point six on her back um and so and that's that's what that's all i could give it honestly that's all i could yeah. get i couldn't even go higher than that yeah i went for just a real solid one uh, -huh. uh just really so <laughs> rode that well, rode a just a real straight line yeah and yeah i don't know it's just yeah. such a bummer so, of an you episode. know what 
it's okay. We're pretty much in line with the audience at a 1.21. Yeah. And like my score doesn't change things too drastically for the average. That's a 1.4. That's got to be the lowest ranked community episode so far. Hard for me to imagine that there's one lower than that. Um, I'm going to check because advanced gay is like the only one I can think that of that be, may yeah, be lower. Maybe. Um, and then there's the Schmidt one that is. Yeah, that's also bad. That's also bad. terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll check that while okay. you're doing your, uh, your meow meows for the next. Okay. So let's do the ratings. This one's for episode four. And this is another instance where I probably could have been even lower on most of these. But like historically, I give a 2.5 when you were like just there and you didn't do anything and you were just you just existed on the show and for me that was basically everybody in this episode uh yeah there's some like uh some some uh, bad things that are uh that are swirling some of these characters but in the moment of watching especially watching the two of them back to back and that might have had something of an impact here is like by the time and these are short episodes taylor but by the time i got to the end yeah. of the second episode i was like i'm so tired i just watched yeah. like four <laughs> hours worth of tv <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I just gave two fives to everybody, uh, except for Chang and Dean. I gave a three five because they were the funnier ones of the episode for me. But even I couldn't give Chang a full five this week. That's yeah, uh, for me, uh, Chang and Pierce are still sitting at zeros, bagels, because Chang just didn't do anything for me. Kevin didn't do much for me, and Pierce, uh, just like wanting to be the Hitler of the group, yeah. was like, "I'm good." I'm good. No, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, Britta and Shirley were kind of. I reached the end of this episode and I was like, what did they say in this episode? What did they do in this episode? And I couldn't quite think of anything. So I had to kind of <laughs> scroll through the episode and remind myself, like, what actually happened with those two because they just kind of disappeared from my brain. So I don't think they did very much. They got 1.5s. Um, and then really the rest of them, Jeff, Abed, Troy, Annie, all got twos. I kind of liked this, this sort of like classic um, kind of school vibe with the this is our study hall kind of situation. I did like that sort of dynamic, the like getting up early in the morning, Jeff and Annie kind of leading the charge. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't nothing was over the top awesome there were some funny moments but uh and dean got a three he was higher but i you're right josh no sympathy points for the dean yeah uh so i took away one and gave him a three because i think the dean was doing everything that he could and i do love the outfit reveals the outfit reveals typically Mm -hmm. are are wonderful yeah um jess how'd you do here yes so i was very low on most people um (laughs) chain with a big old bagel for me uh Pierce with a one, and I want to say there was one joke he said that made me laugh, and that's the only... Oh, the bacon is the bacon ham situation. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the only reason he has a single point from me. Um, And then all across the board, 1.5. So we got Jeff, Britta, Abed, Troy, and Shirley, and Annie all get 1.5s. They're just so meh. There's just nothing really to love about them in yeah. this episode. They just feel very bland and boring and like... Again, it's very tired. Like Jeff being like, this is our home. This is our family now. It felt Mm -hmm. like over the top in a way that Jeff wouldn't act. Like, yeah, he's said those things. But again, it's show don't tell. And it very much felt like a, I'm Jeff and this is my family now. So again, miss me with it. Um, Dean gets a three simply because I love his outfit reveals. Um, mm-hmm. I I love the Dean. 
Uh, and I couldn't, and the, the, and, and what is it? Amdesia, um, it's about mm-hmm. Amdesia, yeah, um, despite the fact that I hate Kevin and I hate that storyline, mm-hmm. um, Dean still ends up getting a three from me. Um, so currently nothing has changed, um, changed, changed, um, <laughs> I much. didn't even have to prompt you for that. Changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, changed. Um, Annie is still in the lead with 36, but it's anybody's game at this point. Trey and Britta are tied in third with 31. Chang is bringing up that rear with a 9.5. So, yeah, yeah. Looking it's, tough for him. It's still competitive here in season four. Uh, if Annie wins the Meow Meow Beans for season four, Jess, is this sort of like this is like the cursed outcome for you? It's like not like this. It's it's the silver <laughs> lining of a terrible situation is if okay. Annie wins. I okay. The thing is, is I really would like it to have like I think it'd be fun to have four different winners for sure. four different seasons. So I would like that regardless of the fact that like we all know I stand I'm Stanny and she's the best. Um, but yeah, I think it would be great. I think Annie has some really good showings in the final two seasons as well. So it wouldn't surprise me to see her high, um, for those seasons too. Okay. All right. Uh, Dean's list. Uh, Jesse went with Garrett. I loved him trying to get into the room when they're, when they lost the pen. Um, it was close between him and Todd for me. I thought they both were pretty funny. Um, but Garrett's exasperation will always win out. Um, and so I had to give him my point. I went to Professor Cornwallis for two reasons. I love Malcolm McDowell, and the second reason is somebody had to fail these idiots, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm glad it was him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I had to get a bit to Carl. I loved him, and you know, Doctor Blitz saving Abed. Great, love yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, rating this episode. So again, I was in the car. Uh, and one of the things I was thinking in the car was like, okay, what did I give the premiere again? I gave it a two, uh, at the series premiere mm-hmm. the, of the whole show. I gave it a two five, I think, if I'm remembering right. And I was like, I, it was, this was fine. This wasn't like moving the needle for me that much at all. But I wanted there to be like room to explore. And so in that vein, this was the first episode of season four where I was like, yeah, this is this for me was like below average, um, but without like consulting what some of my lowest scores were, uh, I didn't do that. I just wanted to like ceremonially mark this is beneath the baseline for me. So I gave it a two four, which I think could have probably been lower because, again, I just won't remember this one. I won't remember mm-hmm. any of it. I won't remember a single thing that happened in this episode. I gave it two point four. Uh, I gave it a one point two. Um, I really don't like this episode i just don't think there's like a lot to like about it um it was it's pretty boring and that's one of the worst things you could say about a sitcom is that it's just boring like even the side characters like garrett's pretty funny todd has like an okay moment but like even the side characters aren't really that funny and like to me it's so easy to give the side characters like a one-liner that's gonna be a hit And so it just feels very off. The German characters are actively unfunny. Without Nick Kroll, it's kind of like, what are we doing here? Um, The foosball bit is hilarious, but why are they back? Professor Cornwallis has no personality at all. Mm -hmm. I just don't even like, I mean, I understand like he's a famous actor and everything, but the character (laughs) himself, I mean, I I get it. I know he's famous guy. I don't know what else he's in, but I know he is. Famous guy McDowell. (laughs) Very famous guy. Um, But I, I just don't see that there's a lot to love about this episode and i had to give it a 1.2 yeah 
Uh, I went with the 2.5 because, yeah, it really rides the middle line for me. And I did find myself laughing at some points. I think the montage of them going through these awful different rooms was funny. That was pretty funny. The chairs got me. The chairs got me pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> they really did. In your life, too, the chairs got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh but yeah and we did get uh a dungeons and dragons reference uh you know you can't oh yeah when in, they're trying playing to dungeons the room, and right? dragons mm -hmm. yeah so it bumped it up a little bit for me but yeah. i think it was definitely better than the than episode three yeah, yeah. Um, the audience gave it a 1.73, which is going to bring our average to a 1.96. So these two will definitely fall at the bottom of the heap. Not difficult because there's only four episodes. Sure. But uh, you asked before, are there any that are worse than season four, episode three? And there are. Mm. Currently, competitive wine tasting has a 1.37. And the art of discourse, which is the Schmitty episode, has a 1.09. Because literally everyone hated that episode. What happened? competitive wine tasting again? competitive wine tasting is i believe the one where pierce is trying to marry um he's getting he's engaged to like uh a fellow like uh heir to a fortune of some sort it's some uh, maybe it's another moist towelette company uh-huh um and none of them can believe that like this woman actually wants to marry pierce um besides that we have troy and britta going to their acting class and troy lies about being assaulted which right. isn't good Ugh. um yeah. and so like anytime you have a Enough pierce said. focused episode it's probably going to be pretty bad and then you top it off right with the troy right with stuff and it's actually yeah. awful yeah 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 okay fair enough well, uh, there you go all right. Well, that's two more episodes of season four. Yeah, for any anybody out there who wanted us End to cover book. these individually, I think you understand now why that would have been like a pretty bad idea. Like, I, I think this I'm is the way to do this. it. I'm happy with the way that we're yeah. that we're doing it right now. Uh, so that's it. Uh, we've got uh, you know uh, hydrate, stay hydrated. You know this tiring work that we've got going on here. <laughs> I was like, wait, why are we talking about water? <laughs> We're in the. I don't know why we were, know why we were talking about water. Strenuous labor uh, mm -hmm. happening here right I now. Hydrate before you dehydrate. Taylor, what a delight to have you on the podcast! And look at you—you you stayed in your chair the entire time. I did. I didn't fall out of my chair a single time. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> this is a great development. Of I honestly have been waiting for the day where I like freak out to the point like this, in, especially on uh, DM Philly's Twitch channel, yeah, where I freak out and throw my arms back in my chair is just gonna topple over back into my bookcase and everything's gonna it's gonna just... be a, a monumental achievement when that happens it's gonna be incredible uh, yeah can't wait can't wait taylor where can people find you what do you got going on yeah so you can find me rania422 on twitter um and yeah uh rich Wilberto and i uh, dm philly are podcasting about willow we did our kickoff pod and we watched the movie on disney plus uh it was delightful i had such a fun time i'm so excited to cover the show that's gonna be coming out uh on the 30th on november 30th um and we're gonna like take it episode by episode and revel in this new show that i think is gonna be really really good i'm I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, if none of you are, are aware of it, Willow, the movie from the 1980s, so George mm -hmm. Lucas, Ron Howard jam, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, Ron Howard, not round Howard, <laughs> uh, is important to point out. Really uh, difficult for Rich on the pod. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> really delightful. Uh, but like a, a great fantasy genre gem of the 1980s that is just like 
uh, a, a joy uh, and has yeah. some characters that are just absolutely wonderful. And that world is being expanded upon for a TV show because everything is now. And so hopefully mm-hmm. this is one of the ones that is really good. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm really pumped that you and, uh, and Rich are, are doing the podcast. It's great. Yeah, I'm hype. I'm super excited about it. I'm way more excited than I expected to be. And I'm just delighted to like join this community of people who uh you know find this so enjoyable and lovely it is uh it is we've got a podcast feed for that as well if you are not aware of it you can subscribe willow post show recaps wherever you get your podcasts or i believe postshowrecaps.com slash willow should take you to the rss link if you want to search by url in your podcatcher of choice so make sure you are on board here as we're getting close to the end of a really great year in television there's one more at least here in the Disney Plus archives uh, that that might be for you. Jess, what kind of shit did the 90s teach you this week other than the fact that Luke Perry and Jenny Garth are icons? <laughs> yeah, so this week, oh my gosh, we're getting so close to the end of Boy Meets World. And like, I'm, it's becoming so real that it's starting to set in of like... Perfect time to, to start a 90210... Yeah, that's not gonna happen okay <laughs> um but we're we're clearing we're, we're so close to the end of boy meets world um and dawson's creek we're just we're dealing with the fallout of dawson having sex for the first time and losing mm-hmm. his virginity and also um kevin williamson was famous for like the he did scream he did i know what you did last summer like very uh scary movie heavy and so every season of dawson's creek we always get like this really strange tonally weird like halloween episode and so we're covering that this week and i'm just like sarah and i are not the people to be covering halloween stuff and so we're gonna have fun with that cool um we also just released the adams family podcast where we talked to psr is only latanya starks nice um because we wanted to release it the same day wednesday started so the news she's also covering that of course here on pusher recap so that was really fun i had never seen that film um and i loved it and i really really want to watch the, the sequel because i've heard it's really good but i also want to wait so that i can watch it and then record about it next year so What's the rush yeah. yeah i think i'll wait on that but um that's really fun that just came out um and of course we're leading into our holiday season so tons of christmas content on the way um and here on poster recaps i'm covering mythic quest um with adam that show has been delightful i'm really enjoying season three i i love what they're doing i think they actively it, it reminds me of early days community where it's such an ensemble cast and they're not afraid to, to change things up and shuffle the cast around and put different pairings together um so i'm really really enjoying that as well um and you can also hear me guest on the white lotus podcast uh for the feedback for episode four Ooh. this week fully lost my mind on that podcast but it was so much fun i yeah, love that show. show is out of control right now lots going on on the white lotus yeah. uh so check all that out here on psr you can also find me on the internet somewhere, I'm sure, I'm lurking, at Round Howard. Lots of podcasts happening here on Post Show Recaps. This week was the official launch of Rob Sesternino and I are back, baby, talking TV each and every week. This week, we talked about the Walking Dead series finale and said goodbye to the Walking Dead, even though there's really no reason because it's not done. They're, 
they ended one show for horribly transparent mercenary reasons and they're just going to keep making more uh so we talked about that that was fun we talked about some headlines in the entertainment space it's a really fun time if you want to hear rob and i talking tv every week we've got a podcast feed for that you can certainly just look up rob and josh post show recaps wherever you get your podcast we also have a feed that you can search by url postshowrecaps.com slash Rob Josh, until we have a more creative title than that. Mm -hmm. We currently do not. Next week, Jess, we have episodes five and six of Community to cover. What can we look forward to there? Or I don't know if look forward is the right word. No, we, I mean, I would say one of them we should actively look forward to. And the reason why, Josh, way back when, when we were but a teeny tiny little podcast, early days, Mm -hmm. I used to have you speculate on what the next episode would be about. And literally every time you would say, this is going to be a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, right. I remember. Funnily enough, uh, happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrate uh, if you are in the States uh, this week. Um, Because, or, you know, this is coming out afterwards. It doesn't matter. The funny thing is, next week, we're actually going to be talking about Thanksgiving. Delayed Thanksgiving. Thanks. Yes. Uh, so okay. that is cooperative escapism and familiar relations. In my opinion, one of the better episodes of season four. Okay. Um, and then we're going to also talk advanced documentary filmmaking and that's that. Oh, that sounds like a winner based on how you <laughs> describe it. <laughs> and that's, 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 that's that. That's okay. The whole, yep. Cool. That's it. Great. All right. Two more episodes of season four. Wait, did I say who our guest is going to be? Did oh, I no, you say? didn't. No. Oh my gosh. Yes. Another, okay, four seasons in, and we are still getting, Taylor's a good example, we are still getting new guests on. Yeah. Still getting people with a whole variety of fandom level of community. <laughs> we are bringing on PSR's only Brendan Fitzpatrick, wow. the Fitzy himself. Fitzy. Incredible. I'm very excited. Can't wait to talk to Fitzy about community here on the Community Building Podcast. As we're still working our way through season four. Uh, just Slurping up the ice cream cone that is Community (laughs) Season 4 here on the Community Building Podcast. Uh, We hope that you are enjoying our pain. I'm having a blast on the podcast. I think this has been very, very fun. We'll see what next week has in store for us as we go into Episodes 5 and 6 of Community Season 4. Until next time, Corey B., take us away. Crisis Crisis alert. Do it each week. Let's get through the worst. Gas is starting to leak. Wiggler and Jazz carrying on. Meet up to pass or fail Greendale when the showrunner's gone. The brightest timeline still has cloudy days. Community building is here to stay. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.